What's up, guys? Zach Castillo's here, and I just want to say thanks. I know I do that. I try and do that at least in in all these episodes, but I just do want to say thank you for being here, for checking out another episode. And I know it's been a while since my last one. Yeah, I know. I say that all the time. But in the beginning of November, which I think is end of October is about when I released my, my last episode. And then we went on a vacation, supposed to be a vacation to Florida. And the weather was great. Unfortunately, about two days into our vacation, I came down with a, a, a pretty rough sickness. And I was laid out for a, a little bit. Yeah, so much so that I missed the flight home and had to stay a couple extra days. And thankfully, my mom, it was a big family kind of reunion trip. And, and my mom was there and, and uh, my, my wife and kids went home and she hung out with me and, and we had a couple of days, mostly with just me in bed. And then I got home and then lo and behold, that sickness ran through my whole family. And so needless to say, this last three, three and a half weeks has just been pretty wild. And we had Thanksgiving in there in, in at the tail end of that. And then just trying to get caught up at work and, and things have been, <laughs> been hectic and crazy, but uh, we're feeling mostly better. Uh, it's kind of lingering, but you know, we're, we're getting there and I've been able to go around, do some things and, and get some things accomplished. And I'm feeling pretty good about that. So, excuse me, but actually as all that's happened, there's just something that really has, I don't know. It's like a bell went off in my mind, in my brain, in my spirit. And I wanted to share it with you because these last almost two years now for me and probably for most of you have been a roller coaster like nothing I've ever experienced. And I think it's so interesting because so often, at least for me, I don't know if, if you can relate, but but for me, I, I find that I don't always recognize the fact that I'm on the roller coaster until I can sort of step back from the roller coaster, if you will. And so I'm I'm on this supposed to be amazing vacation. Whole family's there. I think we figured out, uh, at least the whole one side of my family and my wife's family, but we figured out that this is the first time in I think 10 years that all of my siblings on that side of the family have all been in the same place. And so it's supposed to be a great trip and I get sick and I mean, I'm, I'm sick, right? Like I don't get out of bed for four days. I don't eat for three days. And that was just the beginning of the sickness. And so it was great. Everybody else got to have a great time, have fun and, and do things. And I'm happy about that. But what I noticed is, is it's like between the sickness and then everything else that's been going on and, and, and how busy we've been. And, and just like, honestly, when I step back and I think of the last three or four years of my life and, and there's one word that I would not use to describe the last three or four years of my life and that's rest. And so th this vacation, I got sick, the vacation before the last one, I got sick, the vacation before that I dislocated my shoulder. And, and anyway, I'm not complaining, but, but the reality is, is. I think when I got sick on this vacation and I knew that I, I really desperately needed rest. And then on top, you add on top of that, all of the stuff that's going on in the world. And I honestly, I mean, I've never, I've never been somebody that's like, oh, I'm depressed. But, but I think that there's a, there, there, there has been this heaviness on me and, and what, whether you call that depression or, 
heaviness or, or whatever the term is, I, I can say that there, there haven't been very many times in my life where I've felt like that. And, and, and so I don't know, maybe the reason I share that is because maybe, maybe you feel the same. Maybe, maybe you've gone through these last almost two years like I have, and, and there's been the ups and the downs and the unknowns and, and the more unknowns and the, the media and, and everything and everybody is trying to scare each other, even if they don't know it. Right. Uh, I've said it before in, in previous episodes, but it's like, we live, we have been living in what feels like fear, just fear everywhere, all the time, everywhere. And so I get home, I'm still sick. My family's sick. We get through it, but we have to cancel uh, Thanksgiving, which this was the first Thanksgiving in our new home. And usually we have all the family over for Thanksgiving. We didn't last year because we were building our home and we were in a smaller home. And I think somebody was sick last year. And, and so anyway, so we're supposed to have Thanksgiving first time. And honestly, most likely the last time in Olympia where we live with all of our family. And so for my wife and my kids, that was pretty crushing. You know, we, we have to cancel, we have to do it by ourselves, but, but there's a nugget that comes out of this. So one of our traditions is we go around, probably many of you do the same thing. And at the end of the, at the end of dinner, we, we take turns talking about what we're thankful for on Thanksgiving. And for some reason, I always end up going last. And, and, and so I don't know if, if this is how it is with you, but for me, I find it like some people say that God speaks to them in the quiet place. And probably I hear that mostly. And, and yes, I think that God speaks to me in the quiet place as well. But there's, I think for me, at least, I feel like there more often than not, I feel like God imparts or puts an impression on my heart when I'm in a conversation or I'm speaking to someone. So in this instance, we're sitting around the table and we're talking about what we're thankful for. And it comes to me. And honestly, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I know like in my brain that I have so much to be thankful for and that I am thankful. But I also know how challenging things have been and how discouraging certain things have been. And how discouraging if I look out into the world, I sometimes feel. And as I shared in my last episode, I think, unfortunately, that's come out in some of my episodes. And I take responsibility for that, right? Like we're all learning. It's a journey. We're doing the best we can. And I think the only way we grow, like I said last time, is if we can look in the mirror. And so, so anyway, I'm sitting at the, at the table and I'm not really sure what I'm going to say. And I just start sharing. I'm thankful for my wife and my children and, you know, for my, my, my work, my job, uh, for our home, for all the things that we would normally say. But then, but then I felt like this nudging on my heart. And what I shared is what I want to share here. It's the whole purpose of this video. And I'm sorry, it's taken me seven minutes to get there. What they tell you in the YouTube universe and the podcasting universe is if it takes you seven minutes to get to your point, nobody's going to watch your video. Nobody's going to listen to your audio. And one of the things I've tried really hard to do here is be authentic. I am not trying to and, and maybe this is dumb, right? But it's like, I'm not trying to execute a formula to get more people to like or listen or watch or whatever. I'm literally just sharing what's authentically in my brain that wants to come out. 
And so I, I say that because, yeah, now I'm eight minutes in and I'm going to get to the point. The point is this. It's like all of a sudden pops up in my brain, the Israelites. So, so God had promised Abraham in the Old Testament. He had promised him something. And he had promised him that, that from Abraham, he was going to, I don't even know how to explain it, but, but God's people, the Jewish nation, was going to come from Abraham, but not just the Jewish nation. Then it says all the nations would be blessed through this one man, Abraham. And so at one point, that family, that Jewish nation, that, that, that family that turned into the Jewish nation were slaves in Egypt. And you may have heard this story, right? So they're slaves in Egypt for 400 years. And finally God says, okay, I got this guy and his name's Moses, and I'm going to use him to lead my people to the promised land. And it's supposed to be, I think, an 11-day journey. 11 days from Egypt to Israel, to the promised land. And yet what you find is you find in the story that it took them 40 years. That what should have taken them 11 days took them 40 years. And, and the other thing that you learn is, is part of the reason, I, probably the main reason that it took them 40 years is because they just kept complaining. They did not believe. They were filled with disbelief at every turn, at every challenge. And, and even, even though God fed them miraculously and, and he covered them with cloud so they didn't get too hot and, and he led them with fire so they could see at night. Like these people saw miracle after miracle after miracle in a way that we can't even, we, we'll, we will probably never see. And yet they didn't believe. And yet they were discouraged and yet they complained. And so often, like, listen, if you're not a Christian or you're a Christian and you're just getting started, or maybe you're a Christian and you haven't delved really deep in yet. One of the things you'll learn as you dive deep, the thing, one of the things I've learned is that the Old Testament is full of pictures. They're, they're physical pictures of a spiritual reality. Right? And so, so the, the picture that we see, at least that I see with the Israelites, is a picture of my own life. I have seen God move. People are like, how do you believe in God? It's because I've seen him move in my life. I've seen things that, that I know there's no other explanation for than God. And so, so yet, even though I've seen these things, even though he's always provided, even though he's always been gracious and merciful, and he's been patient with me, Still, I find myself discouraged, disappointed, looking at the glass half empty, especially over these last two years, you know, looking at the world like, like it's falling apart. And yet God, with the Israelites, going back to the Old Testament, the story, he had promised them, I will, I will bring you to the promised land. He gave them a promise, and yet they doubted, and they doubted, and they doubted. And so the story goes like this. So the generation, the older people, who just didn't believe, they just doubted God. They didn't get to go in. It was their kids that got to go in. And before they got to go in, this is the whole point, is God picked 12, oh, actually God didn't pick, but, well, maybe he did, but anyway, Moses picked 12 spies. And these 12 spies were going to go out into the land. They were going to survey the land to figure out what were, what were the Israelites in for when they were going to cross into that promised land? And, and so they go out and they see, they just see abundance, 
and they see prosperity and they say, see beauty. They see all this great stuff. But you know what else they see? The Bible says that they see giants in the land. These, these men that, that were huge, these, these walled cities that looked impenetrable. And so when the spies came back to report back to Moses and the team, 10 of them brought a bad report. They brought that, that spirit that, that had plagued those people for all those years. They brought that spirit back and they said, you know what? Even though God promised that he would bring us into that land, even though he's provide, or performed miracle after miracle and, he, and he's provided over and over this whole time, we're still afraid. We're still afraid, and we're still afraid. But there were two that didn't bring back a bad report. There were two. There were Joshua and Caleb who came back and said, hey, yeah, there's big walled cities, and there's giants, but God's on our side. And if God's on our side, we've got nothing to worry about. And, and, and it's just, it just so happens that of all the generation of the Israelites that wandered through the desert, wandered through the wilderness on that 40-year journey that shouldn't, should have taken 11 days. The only two that got to go in who were adults from that generation were Joshua and Caleb. It, they were the two that brought the good report. And, and I'm sharing the story at Thanksgiving because I want my, my children to know that this Thanksgiving, maybe more than any other Thanksgiving, what I'm so thankful for is God's mercy and his grace towards me and his patience, or as the King James Bible would say, his long suffering towards me. Because I, I look back, it's like he opened my eyes in that moment to see how glass half empty I have been for two, almost two years. How, how, how just like those 10 spies, I've been bringing back not always, but like, but I can feel it. Like I've been bringing back the, the scary report to the people around me. And dang it, I've always said about myself, and it's so funny, and I, I'm, I gotta be careful here, I'm not trying to compare myself to anyone in the Bible, but, but I think there's a principle in the Bible, when you look at some of the great characters in the Bible, they usually fell where they thought they were the strongest. And for me, I've always felt like I was the strongest in being confident that it's going to work out, that God has a plan, that he's going to take care of us and bring us through. I've always felt in my, who I am inside, that, that that's one of the things God's gifted me with. And yet, what I would think is my greatest strength is where these last couple of years, or almost couple of years, I have been failing the most. And, and, and I'm sharing at the dinner table how I'm so grateful that God has opened my eyes to see that. Because I don't want to be one of the 10 spies. I don't want to be the one who, who, even though I know there's a promise, even though I know God told us how it ends, that all I can still focus on is the giants in the land. I shared with my children after I finished sharing the story that that Old Testament story of the Israelites wandering through the wilderness to get into the promised land, a lot of people think that the promised land is a picture of heaven, but it's not. The promised land is a picture of the spirit-filled life. When you become a Christian, when you put your faith in Jesus, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit dwells in you. He, he, he tabernacles inside of you. He takes up residence in you, right? 
And that might sound really weird to you if you're not a Christian, but that's what the Bible says happens. And so here's the deal. Excuse me. The spirit-filled life is the, 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 the spiritual um, representation of the Old Testament story of the Israelites coming into the promised land because, yes, there were giants and they were scary. And yet if you read the, the next part of the story after that generation died in the wilderness and, and the next generation got to go into the promised land, that next generation had to fight to conquer the promised land. And that is a picture of the spirit-filled life. We don't, we don't, we're not called to fight like with guns and bats and clubs, but, but, but when we're filled with the spirit, when we become believers, there are still giants, spiritual giants that we have to face. Heaven, when we get to heaven, when we live in eternity, there's no giants to fight, right? But when we're walking filled with the spirit, God, Jesus says, you will be persecuted. You will face spiritual giants. You will face challenges and persecution and all those things and, and scary, scary circumstances. And you can either believe in the promise that I have a plan and a purpose and I know how it's going to end. Or you can focus on what you're afraid of. The 10 spies chose in the physical story to focus on what they were afraid of. And as a result, they didn't get the promise. But, but the two spies focused more on what they could not see, but what they know they had been promised than on what they could see. And for me, from here on out, my goal, and I hope you'll hold me accountable, but my goal is to share my videos, my audio, however you're consuming this, to share my thoughts in a way that is consistent with being like Joshua and Caleb instead of like the 10 spies. Because folks, I know you're paying attention and I'm paying attention. And I don't necessarily know what the answer is. I don't know where all this is headed. I don't know what to do most of the time. And I know that if I just focus on what I can see and on what I hear, then I'll find myself right back where I just came from. And I don't ever want to find myself there again. But, but if I focus on not what I can see, not what I can hear, but on what I know I've been promised, then I can live like Joshua and Caleb. And you can live like Joshua and Caleb. And I think the more of us who live by God's spirit in us, because of his grace and his mercy, because he wants to use us. The more of us that can live throughout all this nuttiness, like Joshua and Caleb that just says, yeah, there's giants. They're huge. They're scary. But God's with us. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we won't have to be persecuted, that, that we won't be harmed, that we won't maybe be killed in some instances. But, but what it means, like what Paul says is, I run to win the race. Like winning the race is, you know, the win part doesn't come here and now. The win part comes on the other side of here and now. That's the promise. 
part of the promise is we get to live the spirit-filled life now, but like the ultimate fulfillment of the promise is after this life. And so, for the Israelites in the story, it was getting into the promised land. For us, it's getting into the next life, if you will. And so what that might mean is that what, what that might mean is that we end up dying in this life. Well, we're all going to die, but, but, but when I think about what's the worst possible outcome of any of the craziness that's going on in the world, well, the worst possible outcome for most people is that they die. But yet we have to die to get to the promise. And so while we're living, we can either live afraid of the fact that we might die or of that our life might be hard here and now, and, and, and be so focused on that, that it keeps us from getting to the promise. Or we can choose to be like Joshua and Caleb and to say, no matter how hard my life gets, no matter what they do to me, no matter what freedoms they take from me, no matter what, I don't know, no matter how bad it can get, I'm going to believe the promise. And I'm going to lean into the promise. And more than the promise itself, I'm going to lean into the promise giver. And so that's what I'm going to try and do. Because I'll tell you, I was sitting around the dinner table on Thanksgiving with my wife and my kids. And it was, I'm, sh I'm sharing a lot of this stuff in a much more probably polished way, but I'm just so grateful. I'm, I'm so thankful that God never gives up on me. And then he never gives up on you. And that no matter how far we wander or no matter how hazy our vision gets, he's always there nudging and nudging. And sometimes, like for me, I really feel like this time, it wasn't just a nudge. It was a full-on like throw some water in my eyes to wash them out so I could see again. And I can tell you that like, this weight, this depression, whatever word you want to use that I've been feeling, it's gone. Like it's gone. And, and for me, it's gone, I think, because that's not how I'm supposed to live. I'm not called to be one of the 10. I'm called to be one of the two. You're not called to be one of the 10. In fact, we can't be one of the 10 if we're going to be one of the two. And, and so, I don't know. I hope it lasts. I think it's going to last. But, but, when I say last, what I mean is like my outlook on everything that's happening now is so different from this one experience. And, and, and I'm going to try and keep it like at the top of my mind moving forward. But, but truly, I, I feel so changed. I feel light. I feel excited because I know just like, like that's why the Bible is so powerful if we'll dive into it is because these stories... They're pictures, and they're pictures that can teach us things about our life and how, and they can apply to how we live our life right now. And for me, that picture, like wham, bam, it opened my eyes. God used that picture to open my eyes. And, and, that, and because my eyes were opened, it was like a renew, a refresh on life. And I hope to bring that to my kids, my wife. I hope to bring that to the people that I work with. I hope to bring that to you through these videos audios, however you're listening or watching. And ultimately, I, I hope to bring it 
to you because I hope that it will have the same impact on you that it had on me. I hope that if you're watching this and you feel depressed, you feel discouraged, you feel heavy, you feel scared, you feel frustrated, you feel pissed. I hope that something I share here will lighten the load, lift the burden, encourage you, bring hope and joy and love and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness gentleness and faithfulness and self-control because that's how we're called to live. And so anyway, if you're watching this and you know me personally, I'd like to personally apologize for if I've been around you and I've been discouraging or I've used my words to sow fear instead of faith. Because I want to, and I hope that you will want to moving forward. So use our words to sow faith and hope and all those good things, because that's how we move forward from this. I'm not saying it's how we get through this. I don't know where this ends. I don't know where this goes. But what I know is the only way that, that we go through it and, and we come out, whatever the other side looks like with hope and joy and peace and salvation, is to be one of the two and not one of the ten. And I'm not telling you that, that I'm one of the two because I'm great or and I just told you the story of how, no, like I'm, I was on the other side. I've been one of the 10 for like almost two years. I mean, not all the time, but a lot. It's because of God's grace and his mercy. And again, if you're watching this, I know there's people that watch this they are not Christians. They might think this all sounds so crazy. And that's okay. But I also know that God never gives up on getting his message to everybody on the earth. And you know, maybe he's going to use me in this video or this audio to put that message in front of you one more time. Because the outcome isn't up to me and the outcome isn't up to you necessarily. The outcome's up to him. And I know that for me, and you can call, call it weakness, you can call it a crutch, you can call it whatever you want. But what I do know is for me personally, if I didn't have my faith, if I didn't believe that there was a point and a purpose and a creator and a savior, and if I didn't believe that there wasn't something better on the other side, I don't know how I'd get through this life. It surely wouldn't be much fun for me because I like to step back and, 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 and think deep. And when I really think about what's the point of life, if there's no point of life. And yet I know in my life, like I shared earlier, I believe in God because I've seen him work. I believe in God because I've studied his word. I believe in God because he's changed my life and, and he continues to change my life even when I fail. And I think that if you are watching this, if you would choose, if you don't know Jesus, if you haven't become a Christian, if you would choose to allow him to be the Lord of your life, if you would surrender your life to him, you, get, you would get to start the journey that will bring you through this life. 
that will give you hope and joy and peace in the midst of however crazy this life gets in a way that nothing else can give you, in a way that nothing else, nobody else can do. And so, that's what I got. Hopefully it made sense, and hopefully it was encouraging. Hopefully it was, hopefully there's something that you can take from here and use in your own life. And if nothing else, you know, it was a good therapy session for me. <laughs> but, but seriously, um, I just feel refreshed. I feel excited and ready for whatever is next in, in my life and in the life of my family. And I, I hope to bring each day to the people around me a message like the two brought back. So hopefully that's what you took from this video. If you liked it, Love it if you hit the thumbs up wherever you're watching or listening to it. Share it, uh, subscribe, comment, all those all those different things because the more we do that, uh, the more the message gets out. But but again, listen, and again, maybe this is weird, but and it's hard to say this because when I first started videos years ago, I was like, I want to have a huge YouTube channel and do this and that, and 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 the longer that I live and and mature, the more I realize that. I'm, I'm not really doing this at this point for me. I don't care how many subscribers and how many likes. I don't, I'm not really tracking any of that. I'm just doing what I think God is asking me to do, and I'm trying to do it authentic and transparent as I can. And if he wants to use that uh, to allow me to speak to a whole bunch of people, great. But if he wants to use, uh, if he wants, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but if he just wants me to talk to you, because you're watching and listening to this, and that's as far as I get, I'm cool with that too, because it's not about me, and it's not about me looking a certain way or, or sounding a certain way or portraying myself in a certain way. It's just about me doing what I think he's told me to do. So hopefully, something I share will help you. And so anyway, I went for 30 minutes, a little shorter than usual. That's what I was hoping. And I do thank you for watching and listening to these. I am so thankful, and I'm so grateful. And I so appreciate you being here. So until next time, thanks for listening, thanks for watching, and I'll see you soon. Take care.